Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Okay, welcome to Creating Future Leaders. I'm Nancy Padberg, and we have a very, very special guest here today from the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce that is supporting community and education. Monica Villalobos, president and CEO of the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is joining us today. And we are thrilled that you are our guest. Thanks for being here. Nancy, thank you so much. And thank you for all you do at Catholic Education Arizona. As a product of Catholic education myself, I'm uh, proud to participate in, in this opportunity with you. Thank you. We know you're busy, so to get some time with you is always a blessing. Catholic Education Arizona is a school tuition organization, and we take tax credit contributions from individuals and corporations, turn them into scholarships for deserving students. At Catholic Education Arizona, we create future leaders. And my team here, we jump out of bed every morning knowing that we get to create future leaders. It's exciting. We love what we do. We have a mighty team of nine people here making it happen every day. Again, I'm Nancy Padberg, president and CEO. I've been in my role for two years. Uh, My background is also attending Catholic schools and earned my MBA from Pepperdine University, which sends their graduates out into the world for purpose, service, and leadership. So I'm thrilled to be able to live that mission and do it right here at Catholic Education Arizona. This isn't about me today, though. This is about you and your organization. So, Monica, thank you. And please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, absolutely. Um, My name again is Monica Villalobos. I serve as president and CEO of the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I've been with the organization for, it'll be nine years this year. And in September of 2019, I was selected for this role to lead the chamber. And um, it has been a bit of a roller coaster, as I mentioned earlier. Had I known I was going to be a pandemic president, I would have asked for hazard pay. But nonetheless, (laughs) we were able to show what we're made of and had a very successful 2020. We raised half a million dollars in new monies. We gave back $200,000 to our small business minority owned members. And we were able to keep all of our staff on board without any furloughs or layoffs or salary cuts. Um, And we still ended in the black pretty close to what we had projected in 2019. So all in all, a very healthy year, extremely blessed to be with a team that is so dynamic. It's, you know, small but mighty, as they say. And um, we are we are continuing to push forward and so proud of the minority-owned businesses in Arizona uh, that continue to stay in business, uh, that learned to pivot, that changed their strategies. And I always say these businesses are uh, small and nimble, but they're also small and vulnerable. So that's why our work is so mission critical uh, to the success of Arizona's economy. Fantastic. And congratulations on raising the half a million. That's fantastic. At a time when companies really, really need that support, and that's when they can lean on community leaders like you and your organization and team, that really makes a big difference in people's lives. Let's talk a little bit about the chamber. 
Uh, will you tell our listeners what the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce does for the community and why it is so critical to the community? Well, our organization has been around since 1948, so we have quite a bit of history here in Arizona as the statewide Hispanic Chamber. And for us, we really, we like to say we're not your grandfather's Chamber of Commerce. Um, And what we mean by that is we focus on five specific areas, and those include economic development, market intelligence, capacity building, advocacy, and education. And I know we'll talk a lot about that last one uh, in our podcast today, but um, the first one is really what drives our organization, that's economic development. We operate the only minority business development agency uh, in the state. This is a $1.5 million grant we received from the U.S. Department of Commerce, and we're measured on three things. And this is what, this is a best practice we have extended across our organization which is access to contracts, access to financing, and job creation. Last year alone, in those first two metrics, we we were able to make an impact of over $130 million, again, in contracts and financing. We created and retained uh, almost 1,000 jobs. So that's what keeps us going 24-7 across the board. We also do market intelligence. Um, Some of your listeners may be familiar with our Datos, the state of Arizona's Hispanic market. Um, And we've been doing that for 25 years. And we really believe that, you know, when we have data and good, responsible, reliable, and relevant information, we can make better decisions. And um, that's why we focus so much on getting data out to our community, to all of our stakeholders, and and then again, focusing on education because that's our future workforce. It is. We couldn't agree with you more on that. We believe in education here every single day. I have been to Datos and I thought it was amazing what your team does and the information that you provide is so important for our growth and just the insights on how to communicate, how to message, who to message. Really, really enjoyed that program and I look forward to it again. Well, will we get together in person this year for that? We will. It is scheduled for October 29th. And I'll tell you um, a funny story. Last year, uh, two years ago, when you were at that event, we always, of course, invite Bishop Olmsted and and, uh, Bishop Novaris. And Bishop Novaris was in attendance and they wanted, you know, the team wanted to start the show. And I said, well, we can't start it. This was the one where we were going to announce that I had just, you know, taken over the leadership role. And I said, well, we can't start it until I get a blessing from Bishop Novatis. And so everyone was going crazy looking for Bishop Novatis and trying to get a hold of him because I refused to start the show until I had my blessing. And so we finally found him. He was very kind. He gave me a beautiful uh, blessing, you know, in the middle of this crowd of a thousand people. And I, I really credit that with the, the smooth uh, outcome of that show. It was. It was a a terrific event. Um, I was just amazed at the amount of information um, that I received. And we've talked a little bit about education, but what is the value of the education to your organization and its members? So last year, our market intelligence focused on education and revealed a lot of the systemic inequities in public school and, you know, how we need to really work 
toward resolving those issues because that is our future workforce. And employers and the organizations and companies and small businesses that I represent are the end customers of those schools in many ways. And so for us, it's mission critical that we have a talented and skilled workforce coming out of the K through 12 system um, so that we can employ them, grow our businesses, and again, keep the economy going because Arizona is a small business state. 98% of all jobs come from small business. And so for us, again, we have realized a lot of folks look at us and they're like, you're a chamber of commerce. Why are you so, so concerned with education? And my response is always, What we do today is not going to matter if we don't have uh, and we don't invest in education in those future leaders, those future entrepreneurs, those future working professionals. So I think that's one of the reasons that for us, education has been at the forefront of business success. That's a staggering number. The 98% of all jobs in Arizona are in small business. That is a really terrific stat and one that we all should know. And that really amplifies on why the chamber is so important. Absolutely. And and just to um, expand on that, um, we also know that it is unlikely that we will ever be sort of a headquarters um, for large organizations. And one of the things that we've seen is that large companies look at Arizona and they say, wow, inexpensive housing, sunshine all year round. This is great. But those big companies come with employees who have families who want to put their kids in good schools. And it's awesome often a challenge, you know, for us to be able to offer that. And so meanwhile, while we're resolving that, you know, that issue with corporations, we really have to work on helping small businesses succeed here in Arizona and helping them scale. And one of the ways that we do that is with a workforce that helps them grow their business. It is a corporate social responsibility, isn't it? It is absolutely. And, you know, for me, I think it's also a personal mission. I am first generation college student. I'll receive my doctorate in December and I'm, and I credit a lot of that, you know, with the early beginnings of my own Catholic school education. And sometimes people think that I'm really hard on my own children. I have a nine and 11 year old that attend uh, St. Thomas Aquinas in Avondale. And what I say to them is education is not an opportunity for you. It is a non-negotiable expectation, period. And until we start thinking in those terms, we're going to be right where we are. This cannot be just something that a few fortunate exceptions get. It has to be something that we drive into the psyche and the mentality of parents, particularly in communities of color. So which kind of brings us to a project that we've been working on. So Catholic Education Arizona and Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce has partnered to promote an event coming up, a corporate event at St. Matthew's Catholic School. I'm just kind of curious, what other ways do you partner with organizations to promote education in the community? Absolutely. We are so excited about that breakfast. We're, We're so proud to be able to participate in a way, you know, what we've been saying to our businesses is you need to invest beyond your taxes, your property taxes. You need to invest beyond volunteering. You need to make investments in all of those grammar schools around you 
as a function of your workforce development. Um, so we're constantly looking for opportunities where we can pair businesses with schools and help build them up. The other thing is education is one of our areas of focus. And we do have a scholarship fund 10 years ago. It was about $30,000. Now it's oh, about half a million dollars. All right. Yes. <laughs> and you know how hard it is you know, to raise those dollars and scholarships, but we partnered with uh, Arizona Community Foundation and Helios and um, all of our corporate partners um, so that we can fund juniors and seniors at the university level that are majoring in business and want those opportunities. And then we also partner with College Success Arizona to make sure that we're providing those wraparound services. Because when you have first-generation students attending college, sometimes we don't have a role model. We've never done this before. No one in our family's done it before. So navigating financial aid or navigating registration or tutoring or all of those things or talking to parents about why, you know, a student should stay in a dorm. Those are all the things that College Success Arizona help us do so that we can set up those students for success. In addition to that, uh, we have partnered with Phoenix Union School District as well on a great business conference in Nashville, Arizona, where we saw a new model. And now Phoenix Union School District is piloting that at the Academies of South Mountain to be able to provide a trade of sorts before you graduate from high school. And so that's been, you know, just uh, wonderful to be a part of. And at first I worried that we were pushing children into vocations way too early in high school. But what we found was that when they graduate with a, say, a paralegal certificate or a medical assistant certificate, they're far more likely to go to college rather than, you know, have to get a, a minimum wage job and work their way through college on a minimum wage job. Now they have a vocation to do that. Um, and then the last thing is really our partnership with All In Ed Education, led by Stephanie Barra, which is more about kind of figuring out what those inequities are and how we can solve for them um, in the public school system. Well, we're talking about schools. I really want to share something we're really proud of with our Catholic schools. So the Catholic schools in the Diocese of Phoenix, there's a 99.4% graduation rate. 99.4 graduation rate. That's incredible. And yes. 97% of the students go on to higher ed or military service. Mm -hmm. Again, incredible statistics when you surround the child with the curriculum and mind, body, spirit, right? The whole child, what can happen? Do you see Catholic education as an important component to Arizona's Hispanic families and the city in general? Absolutely. And, you know, I've often had this conversation with our board member and chancellor of the diocese, Dr. Maria Chavira. And I think that the Catholic school system provides a wonderful solution to the public school crisis that we have in Arizona. And aside from that, whether we had that or not, I, I think that when we provide children with more than just math and science and those things that are absolutely important, but we also give them that spiritual growth and that support of faith around them, it propels them uh, to want to do better, right? And to want 
to succeed and serve their communities. And that's what I think Catholic education brings, you know, not only to uh, students, but to Arizona as a whole. And and again, regardless of faith, you always want to have a well-rounded student. And no one does that better than, than the Catholic church. And, you know, for me and my children in making that decision, um, my children weren't even born yet when I knew where they were going to go to school and had already selected St. Thomas and, you know, that was our parish. And, and so for me, it had been a plan um, for a very long time. And, and I recommend it. And I think, you know, one of the things that maybe people aren't aware of is how much financial support is available. And as you know, we talked to businesses and corporations to get them to use that tax, those tax credits. That means more dollars and scholarships for students, um, which is important. And to your point, we're so incredibly blessed to have partners like GCU and Earnhardt Auto Centers and BBVA, Fast Turtle, from large businesses to small businesses across truly any industry. So Mm -hmm. it's an awareness that we're constantly, we are educating about the tax credits. There are new people moving in. There are new companies moving in. It truly is the best hidden secret in Arizona. These corporate tax credits allow children to go to private schools. And it really is a a terrific opportunity. One of the things I didn't mention, we were talking about serving the community. Our Catholic school students spend thousands of hours, literally thousands of hours in community service for others. So when I was growing up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Monica, our Catholic (laughs) schools, we had to, in the winter, we shoveled snow for the elderly. We washed windows, we raked leaves. It got us out of ourselves. And we we learned that feeling of helping somebody else and what a good feeling that is. And so you can have a myopic point of view when you're a teenager, it's all about you and your world. But when you help others and you learn to serve, it's amazing that the heart that opens up and the really the view that opens up to serve others. So that's just another really important stat, I think, that we see within our schools that's so important on the growth journey. Absolutely. And I think children are already predisposed to that. There's a goodness in them. And when you nurture that, it pays, you know, tenfold because those children, again, are not just getting a great education in those core subjects. They're getting great life lessons, right, about how to treat others and how to live a life of service. And, and those are the things that I think are almost more important, right, than than yes. just the, the science and the math and all of that, which, again, I don't want to take anything away from that. Um, I think recently we all learned to appreciate that with the <laughs> pandemic and having children children at home. Apparently I'm completely incompetent at fifth grade math. So I just learned that. So, but you're here to tell us about that. So I survived, survived. I survived (laughs) and they survived. I'm kind of curious. I mean, you guys have some incredible, you have incredible team vision and leadership. What plans do you have for growth for the chamber and where do you see it in the next five to 10 years? 
Sure. I mean, you know, we want to be part of that solution for minority business enterprises. We know that in Arizona, there is a huge gap in average annual revenue between minority-owned businesses and non-minority-owned businesses. It's what I call the perfect storm. And while minority-owned businesses are growing three to four times faster than non-minority-owned small businesses, they're making significantly less in average annual revenue. So minority-owned business may make about 110000 in average annual revenue. A non-minority-owned business, just a regular small business, is about 500000 That gap accounts for about $36 billion not being realized in Arizona's economy. So for us, it's not just growing horizontally with the number of businesses but it's helping them scale up to make sure that they're competing with those uh, other small businesses. And again, that's what drives our, our economy, those small businesses. So for us, it, you know, it's been more than 70 years and, you know, it'll be hopefully another 70, but we're always just trying to get those businesses to grow, to think bigger. Um, I always say one of my biggest frustrations and we, is that we have these amazing small business owners and they'll come in and they'll say, oh, I just want to make, you know, 2,000 widgets of this. And I'm always like, let's do 200,000, right? Let's let's think bigger. Let's grow. Let's talk about global trade, all of these opportunities with government contracts. So, you know, for us, it's an enthusiasm. It is a labor of love. It's continuing to provide not only the resources to scale business, but also the information that's critical to make good decisions and not just for corporations and small businesses, but for our, our policymakers as well, making sure that they're aware of the challenges that small businesses have and what minorities and communities of color bring to the table in our state. We should leverage it as a strength and not a weakness. Absolutely. We know diversity brings opportunity. We know better ideas bubble up and come out of those kind of conversations and inclusion. I'm curious, and I think our listeners will be too, where can they go to find more about the chamber um, website, social media? Absolutely. Um, I'd like to think we're everywhere. Our website is www.azhcc.com. Our phone number is 602-279-1800. And we are always available uh, to help, to provide any direction for someone who's just thinking about a business or someone who's been in business for 25 years and wants to grow their business. We want to be that go-to source to make sure that, uh, again, Arizona's economy continues to grow. And we are. This is an exciting time here in Arizona. I haven't seen anything like it, what's going on. And we are in a great position to help shape those businesses and those parents with students and to make those decisions to take a look at our 37 Catholic schools for those coming into the marketplace. Any closing remarks? You know, again, I want to thank you, Nancy, for this opportunity and all of the work that you do at CEA at the Arizona Hispanic Chamber. We are committed 
to helping uh, our education system provide that pipeline of, of a skilled workforce. And you all are part of that solution. And we are just so proud about this event that we have together to help support those students um, and to help them succeed. So again, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for your time. I know our listeners, once they learn about the low-income corporate tax credit, it's how can I participate. It truly is helping those underserved students in our community. If our listeners want to learn more, they certainly can go to our website and go to www.ceaz.org or call us at 602-218-6542. And please take a minute and learn how you can create future leaders It is always a great day at CEA, and I want to thank Monica for joining us and for our listeners being with us today. See you next time and have an awesome day. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.